Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada. Welcome to Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. I'm Sean Smith. In this sponsored episode, new tech sales engineer Chris Burgos talks with us about IP video technology and how it provides every storyteller a voice through video. What's happening in live production, what the future looks like, and how you can easily find out how you can evolve your workflows and improve the quality of your output. He's knowledgeable and approachable. He's a voice for change and eager to educate us on why the future of streaming isn't scary at all. Chris, welcome. Hey, Sean, how's it going, man? Doing great. Hey, how did you become a go-to expert in live production and streaming? It was a lot of work in the field. I got out of college and uh, I was sort of looking for things to do, sort of a little aimless at first, and was kind of interested in getting into covering uh, sports and things in the area. And so I started to do some uh, streaming. I also got involved with uh, one of the big meetup groups, New York Tech Meetup. And uh, that was really good for me because that was a monthly event that I kept having to do productions for. I also was working really early on with MLB's Advanced Media Division, uh, sometimes referred to as BAM Tech now. Mm-hmm. Those guys sort of spun off. And then my real big break was working with uh, Major League Gaming in doing esports events. And so but those things all sort of got together and allowed me to sort of travel the, the states and Canada to different events. And that's really how I cut my teeth uh, covering um, all kinds of content. And then after that, I got a big breaks with USTA. So I was covering tennis. So it was, it was a road of a lot of different kinds of productions. I like to say I've sort of dabbled in just about everything. If it comes to replay, I've replayed basketball, baseball, football, hockey. I've also replayed kids getting pied in the face for uh, for kids shows. <laughs> um, I've, yeah, a lot of cool things. That's really cool. Are you, is it fair to say you're a post-digital guy? I'm very much a post-digital uh, guy. Yeah, that, that would be a great way to describe me. I'm very big on IP technology. You know, I got my start right around 2011. So, you know, everything was very much entrenched into the world of, you know, computers being involved and, and hard drives and edits. And I was surrounded around by that whole culture. So that, that's more my field is the more contemporary stuff. Now, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit about the difference in uh, workflows uh, between like old school and today. But first, what made you gravitate towards new tech? It was sort of the right piece of technology at the right time. Um, I also had, you know, some ins with people using the technology. So, you know, I was able to to get familiarized with it. And what I would find is as I was traveling around, because I'd started with the new tech equipment and the TriCaster, it's it was so feature dense that sometimes when I'd go on a job where they weren't using it, I, I felt sort of like uh, I was limited in a way uh, because I was like, well, I'm so used to being able to do all these things. I think to, to the idea of like, what's the difference in the technologies? I think that's what I would see is like, I would see this very big transition from like, well, I'm used to this platform, which is very feature dense. And when I work with something that's, you know, a bit more traditional, I end up feeling like, well, it's about a, it's about growing a team together and there's multiple positions. But when I was used to working on the, on the TriCast and doing things with new tech, it was like, everything's at your fingertips. You're, you're the one man band. You got to make it happen. Hmm. So you find you're spending a lot of your time being a bit of a consultant and uh, a product evangelist. Yeah, that's basically like really what I, I, I want to beat the drum for is like, I want people to feel 
comfortable working with these newer technologies because it's not really that scary. I absolutely love the product. It's one of those things where like, I really, I, I use it daily. I'm very intertwined with like people's productions. I still keep ties with people in that production space. And I really honestly feel like it's the right tool. It's not like I wouldn't be backing it if I wasn't so comfortable with it. Like, I feel like people can really send their message, get their content out in a nice way when they're using it, because I've done that for myself and for others. You travel a lot and have traveled a lot to spread the word, if you will, about new yes. tech. And so you're no stranger to Canada. You, you know, a lot of folks up here, who have you worked with and, and what kind of verticals have you been involved with in Canada? I've, I've been a guy who's like you said, flown into Canada, a lot in Toronto, Montreal, even done work over in uh, British Columbia out in Vancouver. So I've really hit those like sort of major areas. And, and I've dealt with the, the tops of broadcasters. I've been into Radio Canada, CBC's facility, talking to them about the future of IP because, you know, those guys are a leader in broadcast. I've done work with Bell up there uh, at the top end. And I've done work, I think, on my sports angle with the Leafs and and also with Dome Productions, it's more of a production centric company. Mm -hmm. There's esports initiatives happening in Canada, which really have me intrigued because as a fan of that sort of emerging market, I love to see that that is growing everywhere. And so uh, there was an esports event that ran uh, late in 2019. I was helping those guys consult on all kinds of weird, you know, IP workflows and how this stuff works. And uh, on the other side, I've done, you know, I've been involved with local hockey leagues getting involved into this world. You know, hey, everyone wants to do replay and tackle this stuff and, and really want their show to look really professional. And so uh, I, I really, I find that when I'm in Canada, I'm very comfortable. I, I love the people. There's a certain earnestness. There's a certain hardworkingness. And, you know, leaving my sort of metropolitan tri-state bubble going over, you know, going over the border has always felt really welcoming. Well, we can't wait to see you up here uh, again shortly. We alluded to it just a few minutes ago, workflows. Let's just talk about that for a minute. How are workflows different from the time before you entered the space to today? What's happened and what has the effect been on the broadcasters and streamers? I think we've seen a gigantic transition into making this stuff as commodified as possible if i could use that word yeah, totally. like making this as easy for the person at home to do and and you know there are so free softwares and things like that that people can get involved with people who've never seen a sine wave before people have never done the reel-to-reel -reel splicing people have never had to worry about what is a serial digital interface like what what is going down the sdi signal what is my you know do i have black burst enabled um all of these things that were very key and essential to traditional broadcast. A lot of that sort of, it's in the architecture and it's in the softwares and designs of this stuff, but for the person using it today, it's not necessarily something they have to worry about it as, as much. And when I think about what new tech has transitioned into as being like this big IP video technology powerhouse is that whole concept. It's, the, it's not necessarily the technical execution and having a bunch of positions. And that's certainly the DNA where we came from. Right now, it's more about how can we give every storyteller a voice to video? Like, how can we make this as easy as possible without, you know, solving all the technical hurdles? And so, you know, in the days of 
the days of the past, your engineers had to be extremely knowledgeable on a lot of different things. You know, we use terms like spigot in, in the industry where we're talking about like, hey, this is where the, the connector is going. And, and there's a lot of old school like uh, plumbing and electricity, electrical terms in there. Right, right. And where we are today is very much like, well, you plug the USB camera in and then you ro- open this application and, and there you go. You've got your signal like you're done. You don't have to worry about it. Hit the stream button and, and you're good to go. And that's a crazy transition from lots and lots of gear, lots and lots of people involved to something that you know, the way we're conducting this podcast is, is via our home, own respective home studios. Yeah, there's no question. Turnkey is an old old expression, but it but it's appropriate today, though, yeah. uh, with, with the kinds of uh, tech that you've uh, pioneered there at New Tech. Let me put you on the spot here. Your top three favorite New Tech products, given the times <sighs> we're in right now. Just it doesn't even yeah. have to connect with revenue or any of those things. What mm-hmm. are your coolest top three? Okay, the coolest thing we're doing at New Tech is always NDI, like first and foremost. And and it is what when we do a major transition in NDI, which we recently did, we released NDI 5, everything changes from that point forward. Our products do what they do because they're built around NDI. And so the entire NDI toolkit, whenever it adds a new feature set, that's impressive. So right now, NDI Bridge, the idea that I could take my local sources in one studio and push them over the wide area network to another studio and still maintain NDI simplicity. That's the dream. I think that is like this thing that productions have been trying to chase for a while and Mm -hmm. different technologies have come into play and made that possible. But here we are using the NDI simplicity formula, the same ideas that work in churches and high schools now for broadcasters making this easy. So bridge has got to be my first one and it's free. Like you can download that stuff today. Um, and then my next two, I think for me personally, what we've done on the TriCaster 2 Elite, the fact that we have this cool live call connect feature, which just turns a, st- uh, uh, turns a Zoom call or a Teams call into an easy to use production uh, piece of content. It, it's just so relevant. I, I don't care what industry you're in, what you're doing. If you're in local government trying to connect parents and board members, if you're at the broadcast level trying to get remote experts, if you're in healthcare or corporate and you have to collect C-level people together, like it's just... It lets them talk the way they normally talk at home. We don't have to send them a complex piece of gear that we have to have a dedicated engineer to control. Oh, you like to use Teams? Cool, we're gonna load up a Teams meeting and whatever your setup is, we'll be able to grab it. And I think that is just so unique in the market. And then if I'm gonna be selfish, um, as I did talk about earlier, esports is this huge thing that I really care a lot about. I've done work in the field in the past. The new 3P2 system, is a 4K centric replay system, which is cool in its own right. It has it has all the cool features that people are looking for with like, hey, I want to pan and scan. I want to zoom in on this product. You know, I want to be able to take this image and, and focus in on it. That's great. But when I think about what we can do in the esports world, where replay is a lot tougher of a, a, a deal to accomplish, because if the developer doesn't incorporate some sort of like replay client, you now as a production team have a heavy undertaking to figure out how you're gonna produce a high impact sports style production, considering that there isn't a field. I can't just put a camera on the field. It's all happening digitally. And you certainly don't wanna like have the camera sort of looking at the computer screen. It'll look very disjointed. And so I look at something like the 3P2, which can take a signal from a computer or a console. And I've just solved 
like a lot of esports productions replay needs for the future. And so that for me is like, you know, that's my selfish pick is like this thing will make that new emerging market so much easier. And there's so many technical complexities already going on there. Why add another thing where you can just say, hey, the three play takes care of it. Do you ever have a, a problem demonstrating a return on investment in the live production space? It's going to happen, I think because people are always, you know, the focus of, of, an any, of any individual, especially we talk about, you know, the, the old school engineers, their focus is always on like what they've known, tired and true. And what, what we at New Tech do is really push innovation. And so getting them to understand, you know, day one, why such a multi, such a dense tool is useful may not make sense because they're used to having each piece of gear sort of be a unit tasker, if you will. This does one thing, this does one thing. We sort of piece them all together. But I think what we tend to find as a reality is once you get involved with a piece of new tech gear within six months, you're calling us back because you want to do more. We, we try to make this stuff as easy as possible. And that means that the, the sort of limitations are, well, how can I start to push my production? And that's where I like to get people talking is how can you do more than you're already doing? If you're coming to us, you just produce your same show, but a little bit better. That's great. But when you get involved with us, I really want you to say, well, what's the next step? Maybe you've never streamed before and you click that streaming button and like, wow, this is really cool. How can I make my stream look better or something to that simple nature? I really like when people increment that. So eventually we do get people to really quickly see like, oh no, this is the right way to go. And, and our numbers reflect that. And you know, people interacting with NDI reflect that as well. What I really love about uh, New Tech is you really put an emphasis on the point of entry and you've got a webinar series coming up here shortly. Yeah, the Choose Your Own Adventure cam campaign is exactly what you just said. The idea here is we want to speak in the language of all these different groups who are involved in production. And so we have something called Share Your Vision, which is really designed for the corporate market and corporate productions happen every day. They may not be on TV, they may not be streamed, but these corporate entities wanna be communicating as best as they can be. And so these corporate productions really need to focus on those town hall communications. How do we get our message around to all our employees around the globe? And then transitioning from that, we know we look at something like high schools and colleges. High schools and colleges can be producing a variety of different kinds of content. And so with our lecture capture and education focus, we are really looking into how can you guys get that classroom experience and make it that, that sort of streamed experience, but also have that interactivity there. I think this is super relevant as we look at, you know, the conditions that we're all in today, people at the high levels of learning, whether that be in high school or college, still need to be able to get that information. I think it's something like lecture capture is a big piece of that. Another piece of our growing sets of productions is live performances in venues. And with our raise the roof on your performance campaign, you're really gonna talk to people who have done those kinds of concerts and live events that can speak to the intricacies of like how diverse of a production that is, you know, the different levels of audio integration, the, the, how the images has to be produced, producing both for a live event and for a stream or, or a broadcast. And, you know, and that's not all. We also focus on like very relevant places Government is a big focus as things move forward because governments have in initiatives to get more connected. And so we have our government connected adventure. So if you are in government and you need to worry about compliance and making sure that your production makes sense for the public 
public eye, I highly recommend you take your time to go to the Government Connected. And then last but not least, and, and this is my own, so I'll promote it the best. We have a sports <laughs> played better adventure. And, and this draws a lot upon my experience in the sports facilities, um, covering all kinds of different content and really how to take and elevate that content with uh, with our products and why you would work with us if you care about making a high quality esports or sports production. Uh, so those are the, the, the five we have. We also are doing a special uh, engagement into the Latin American market, talking about corporate productions. So so if you are, you know, if you have customers or clients, or you're really looking into what's going on in Latin America, we have an explicit uh, corporate adventure strictly for those guys, because there are intricate needs as we go global. Not every country or sort of grouping makes the exact same moves. And the fact that we can represent ourselves at a global level is important for new tech and for Viz Group overall. So here's your point of entry to new tech, six different adventures to choose from newtech.com forward slash C-Y-O-A. It's gonna be so cool. Monday, September 13th through the 17th, more details uh, on the website. And uh, it's something that you should not miss. Now, Chris, what, where do you see the future going with IP and, and, and video production? For, for me, the future is really around how we can influence your storytelling and make this thing easier. And for us at New Tech and Biz Group at large, that's software-defined visual storytelling. And, and, and in layman's terms, that is a program you can run on your computer, a program you can access in the cloud, something that's running an app on your phone that really allows you to just send your message out. And I don't care if that's a small podcast. I don't care if that's your church group or other house of worship. It's a sports league. It's the live news broadcast. It's going to be on you know Friday night uh, or, or, or what have you. And, and as, as we continue to push these products out, we, we have so many different things that really influence the, the, the future of productions, whether it's our live production systems like the TriCaster, we have a variety of cameras that we've integrated all the way down to your cell phone, turning that into a camera. We talked about video replay systems and, and really tackling this span of products to help suit these different needs. And, and I really see the future as, you know, right now we're having this conversation. This is going to be streaming and podcasting have sort of been leading the way over the last 10 years. I think these things are going to only increase. And the fact that you can have sort of what we might call a, a niche group, right? Like we, we could have this small gathering of people, like-minded people, in this case, talking about broadcast, mm -hmm. but that's only going to expand. There's so many different microcosms as we've seen in the internet and the way that's produced that we can now provide great audio, great video to, and not have it be this complex undertaking. Chris, I just love your enthusiasm. And I really appreciate you spending a few minutes with me today to kind of get a feel for, for what's happening. And I hope that everybody who's listening, who's interested in this, will take some more time and, and choose an adventure. Thanks, John. New Tech is hosting a series of six webinars from which to choose. Each will feature a live Q&A, a great opportunity to interact with Chris and the team. Choose your own adventure. It starts Monday, September 13, and runs through the 17th. Visit newtech.com forward slash C-Y-O-A. Thanks for listening. I'm Sean Smith. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. 
For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.